1: You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give now here's today's life-giving message
2: lift your bibles out let's make our confession of faith together let's go for god's glory this is my best year yet to the word i'm about to hear i believe i obey i manifest and that settles it in jesus name amen so father we tell you sir we are open and we are ready Our belief God is that the sequel is gonna be better than the original in other words what's to come is better than what's been in other words what's ahead of us is better than what's behind us in other words our next is gonna be better than our previous father we thank you that we're still in the land of the living which means you're not done you are not done with us but you're about to exceed yourself for everybody that knows the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. Can I get you to worship God for five seconds right there? Go five. Come on, TikTok four. Come on, TikTok three. Come on, Facebook. Come on, come on, YouTube two. Make this declaration. Say, and the rest of my life will be the best of my life. Say, I'm still standing because God's not done with me yet. I know people maybe have thrown you away, but God's not done with you yet. Somebody say, it's sequel time. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. This new series we're starting today is called The Sequel because our God is the God of sequels. He is always wanting your next to be better than your previous. God is not interested in you having a repeat in 22 as you did in 21. He is not interested in your April being like your March. Can I tell you? He is ready to exceed himself in your life. How do you know, this, Bishop? This is the way the rest of your life will be, where your next will always be better than your previous, which means I'm always going to be increasing. I'm always going to be getting better. Watch me. I can never get stuck or stagnant. Why? Because God says, I know you think that's amazing, but wait until you see what I do next. Let me talk over here. I know you think you're doing amazing, and guess what, boo? You are, but wait until you see what's up my sleeve for your... I know your family's doing better now than they ever have, but wait until you see what I do. I just need to make sure there's some people on campus and online that are excited about your... Somebody say, I'm in my sequel. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I need you to say that thing Like the devil tried to kill you in your original Like depression tried to get you in your original Like anxiety tried to take you out in your original Make this declaration Say I'm in my sequel second corinthians 3 and 18 watch what it says we all which means this is for every single christian and if you're not by the time i'm done with this word i'm going to give you an opportunity to come to the lord so everything i preach now applies to you because none of what i preach applies to you if you don't know jesus but the beauty of it is in a few moments everything i preach will apply to you we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the lord pay attention Are being what? Transformed. Now, what I love about transformed, it means you are not going to look the same way you were before. If you remember the movie Transformers, it looked like a yellow Mustang or a yellow Charger, whatever that car was. But by the time that thing transformed, it was a huge robot. Let me see if I can say it another way. What you're about to become looks nothing like what you currently are. Y'all not saying nothing to me at this Nevin 15. People are about to look at you and say, is that the same person I used to go to school with? Is that the same person I used to know? Is that the same person I used to smoke with? Y'all not talking. Is that the same person I used to run the streets with? And you can look at them and say, baby, I'm not the same anymore. If you don't fist bump somebody and say, you're being transformed. Say it again, say you're being transformed. I don't look nothing like what I've been through. Don't look nothing like what I've come out of. I am being transformed. You met the weak you, but watch me. God's about to introduce them to the strong you. They met you when you were David in the field with the sheep. They're about to meet you when you're David, the king on the throne. Look at me. It says with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Pay attention. Being means this is perpetual. So this is always gonna go on, which means you can never ever get stuck. You can never never get stagnant. For those of you who want to remain the same, get another God because the God we serve is a God does not leave us the way that he finds us see here's what I love about it I can come to him just as I am listen let me tell some of y'all you keep saying as soon as I get my life together I'm coming to God baby Pat you gotta come to God just as you are messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up, ratchet whatever you are God says come to me just like you are but I'm not gonna leave you that way I'm gonna make sure that I transformed you and transformation is going to be a perpetual process so watch the scripture it didn't say have have been transformed. So it says are being transformed. Which means every day I'm better than yesterday's version of myself. See, some of y'all are crazy because you like to compete with other people. I'm not trying to compete with no person. I'm in competition with yesterday's version of my... So my Monday me going to be better than my Sunday me. My Tuesday better than my Monday. My Wednesday better than my Tuesday. My Thursday better than my Wednesday. My Friday better than my Thursday. My Saturday better than my Friday. My Sunday better than my Saturday. Look at me. And you may not be where you want to be. But you have to learn how to thank God that you are not where you used to be. Why? You are being transformed. See, maybe you messed up last week. That was then, this is now. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, so watch me make a transformation this week. He says, we are being transformed. So this is perpetual. This is always happening. He is never, look at me, he's never going to say, good, done, you've arrived. The moment you've arrived, there's no longer a need for you to be alive. I'ma back the tank up. The moment you've arrived, there's no need for you to be alive. So this is why some of y'all you're like, God, dog. Feels like I'm always changing. Feels like I'm always going through something. You are. Can I tell you why? Because He always wants to make sure you're being transformed. In fact, if you ain't going through nothing, you must mean not be going anywhere. I need a few of y'all in this building and online that can say, It seems like when I deal with this problem, I got that problem. Can I tell you? That's not punishment, that's preparation. Seems like once I conquer that issue, I got another issue. That's not punishment, that's preparation. That means you are being transformed. Into what though? Into what? Into the same image, the same image of who? Of God. Which means God says what you go through makes you more godly. See, see, to be a Christian means to be Christ-like, which means everything I go through is making me more like him. Everything I go through, even if it's difficult, even if it's challenging, you're becoming more like him. Can I prove it to you? There's stuff that's happened to you in the last three months that had it been the first three months of 2021, you would not have handled it the same. Where? Where, 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 on campus or online, where are the people that can say that's the truth right there, Bishop? Because had she said that like she said that to me last week, she would have got snap, crackle, and pop. Y'all not going to say nothing to me, but it was the grace of God that made me better. He says you are being transformed to the same image, the image of God from one degree of glory to another. In other words, God says, I want you, watch me, to increase glory to glory. But I like this version. ESV, because it says from one degree. Well, when I think of a degree, I think of a temperature, which means God says, listen, I need you to come in hot. I'll talk over here because y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm saying. I need you to come in hot. In other words, God says, every day I'm adding a degree so that you, watch me, you're hotter than you were yesterday. Now, I could take that several ways to preach it. Here's simply what that means. His glory is his goodness, which means, watch me, tomorrow I'm going to be at a whole nother degree. By the time some of y'all leave church today, log off today, you're going to be at a whole nother degree. Why? Because life tried to pour some water on you to get you cold. But baby, you're about to come in hot. So God says he perpetually allows us to be transformed into his same image from one degree of glory to the next, from one level of goodness to the next. See, you've seen him do little stuff. And he says, now I need to increase the degrees. So watch me. So now I need you to see me do something bigger bigger requires bigger faith which means part of this transformation means that that watch me your walk with the lord watch me it doesn't get easier watch me watch me it just gets more familiar what do you mean by that i know that whenever i'm in a challenge i'm expecting him to do something and so it used to be when you first got saved you ran into a challenge you were like i don't know if i believe anymore i don't know if i trust him but now when something happens to you like i can't wait to see what he's gonna do to get me why i've seen him do it over and 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 over over again and if he's never failed me yet he ain't not about to start failing me now fist bump somebody say you are whole testimony You've seen God. You thought you'd never make it if they left you. You were sipped in your bed, crying crocodile tears to only discover that what was meant for evil, God turned it for your... Look at me, look at me, look at me. The sequel begins in you before it happens around you. So God says before something changes around you, something has to first change in you. Do not think that you're not going from one level of glory to the next level of glory glory is what his goodness don't think that's not happening because you are looking around you instead of in you so if you look around you it can be misleading how do you know that well the bible says things like this weeping may endure for a Night, joy comes in the morning. Well, it's technically morning at midnight, but if I judge morning based on the circumstances, it looks dark, which means you're telling me it's morning, but it still looks dark, so I cannot properly place myself in the timing of God because it looks to me as if I'm not in what I'm in. I'll back it up because you missed it. See, some of you watch me, you're waiting on the sun to shine before you decide that it's morning. Now, recognizing and realizing that the moment the clock strikes midnight, you were... You ready? The sequel begins in you before it happens around you. God's greatest work is happening in you. It's happening in you. It's happening in you. Can you lay one of your hands on yourself? Say, his greatest work is happening in me. It's in me. Uh-uh, I need you to say that like you believe that. See, I know you don't see it. And watch me. It may even take a little while before people see it. But God says, but I see you stronger now than you were this time last year. I see you wiser now than you were this time last year i see you watch me not as emotional now than you were this time last year pay attention this message is called affliction accelerates you because affliction for christians has an unintended transforming benefit i'll say it again affliction has an unintended transforming benefit for christians this is why you have somebody like joseph who was who was thrown into a pit by his brothers who was sold into slavery, who was lied on because he wouldn't lie uh, with old girl Potiphar's wife. Then he gets locked up until age, watch me, until age 30. He is locked up for years for something he did not do. I could take that and preach that a whole way. He's locked up and then he's forgotten about the people he helps forget about him. So from age 28 into 30, he's forgotten about. And do you know what Joseph says at the end of all of that? Joseph says to his brothers, because watch me, the people who throw you in pits are always going to need you before you need them. You better be careful who you're trying to stomp on, because I promise you, you're going to need me before I need you. Yep. Would you elbow somebody next to you and say, don't stress about it, don't stress about it? Say, they're going to be calling you before you ever need to call them. They're going to be asking you for help before you ever need help. They- Joseph's brothers have to come to him because Joseph is the prime minister uh, at age 30. And when Joseph's brothers come to him, uh, Joseph's brothers, watch me, don't even recognize him. Why? He was going from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. See, the last time they saw him, he was at a low degree because they threw him into a pit. But this time when they saw him, Joseph had people bowing before him. Joseph had so much wealth and riches that they didn't even recognize him. Can I tell you, you're about to run into some folks over the next few weeks that you haven't seen in a while and they're not even going to recognize you. Why? Because his glory is going to be all over you. They're not even going to understand who you are because his glory is going to be all over you. You're about to walk in front of the same judge but they're not going to recognize you this time because his glory is... Look at me. You know what Joseph says? Joseph says, he says, what you meant for evil... He says, I know you hoped you'd kill me. He said, you know, if I was average like you, I'd probably think the same way. He says to his brothers, he says, I know you hoped that you would kill me. He said, but what you meant for evil, God. This is only for about 15 radical people on campus and online. For those of you that believe April's about to turn some things, pop up out of your seat one time and just... If you don't believe it, sit down. If you don't believe it, sit down. But if you believe something's about to turn for your good, I just need you to say, it's turning. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Affliction. Look at me. is good for you. It's good for you. Say it's good for me. I'll prove it to you. Exodus 1 and 12. But the more they afflicted them. Who's they and who's them? They, the Egyptians them the hebrews also referred to as the israelites but the more they afflicted say your name Uh, i need you to say your full government because when the angels get ready to multiply and grow you i need them to know exactly where it needs to come i don't need this to go to your neighbor and it ain't for your neighbor i need you to put your say your full government name on three one two three but the more they afflicted you They thought it was going to wear you out, wear you down. And let's tell the truth. There were some days where you started rocking and shaking and shaking and rocking. But they didn't recognize and realize that you're not an average somebody. You're not a regular somebody. Why? The Bible says the more they afflicted, say your name, the more, say your name, multiplied and grew. You meant it for evil, but it made me bigger. You thought you were going to shut me down. You set me up. You thought you were hurting me. You helped me. I need everybody under the sound of my voice to hear me clearly. When you are a believer in Jesus, any believers in the Lord in the building or whole life? He says, he says, I will allow affliction. Because it's going to multiply you and grow you. Look at the last part of the verse. And they, the Egyptians, were in dread. Dread means fear of the children of Israel. I, I used to like this movie because um, I liked the game. It was, it was Judge Dread. Anybody ever seen it? Anybody ever seen it? Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So for the four of us that have seen the movie. where hell? okay, for the four of us that have seen the movie. All right, well, watch me, watch me. Um, uh, literally, people would fear him when they saw him. People were scared of him because he, he said, I am the law, Sylvester Stallone. and Sylvester Sloan like I am the law. I mean, so and Sylvester Sloan, you know, he walked around, and when people saw him, they got scared of him. Watch me, watch me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Let me tell you why certain people do you the way they do you. Because what's an enemy? What's your Egyptian? It's an enemy. What is that? It's a noun, a person, place, thing, or idea. Watch me, that opposes your forward progress. What's an enemy? okay y'all got it all right i need to make sure you get this pay attention you keep sitting in a fearful position with them but i'm scared of them but i'm scared of what they're gonna say i'm scared of what they're gonna do i don't know what's gonna happen can i tell you who's scared they're scared that's why they throw rocks and hide their hands that's why they'll talk about you but never say it to you that's why they write passive aggressive social media posts Baby, I'm a whole grown man. Say what you got to say to me. Y'all not going to talk to me. I need you to open up your mouth and say, my enemies fear me. That's why they big and bad when you ain't in the room and when you walk in the room, they ain't got nothing to say. Why? Judge Dredd just walked in. I am the law. Can I give you another example? Can I give you another example? David, David is, is, is approximately 16 years old, and um, Goliath is taunting the Hebrews. He's taunting them. Saul, who is the king, is out there listening to the taunts. Um, and David runs up down there, and watch me. His brothers say, what are you doing here? Uh-huh. Pay attention. They said, you're just trying to, you just be doing too much. You, you want too much. Let me talk to those of you who people keep accusing you of wanting too much. You don't want too much. They don't want enough they keep telling you you just it don't take all of that yeah maybe not for you but for somebody that's been called to do more than have babies pay bills and die somebody that was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue i'm not doing enough So David goes down there. His brothers are the ones giving him trouble. You're doing too much. You're doing the most. And do you know, David says, listen, what what did I do now? The Bible says he turns from them, and he goes to speak to somebody else. Look at me. For some of you, you need to learn how to turn from people who don't want to see stuff turn around for you. See, the moment I sense you negative, uh uh-uh, I ain't got nothing else to say to you behind. Why? Because you are not about to abort what I'm trying to birth. You've been around too many abortionists in the spirit that every time you're trying to do something amazing they kill it well you screwed up yesterday why are you going to church today are you out of your mind that's the place i gotta run to so david he turns from his brothers and the bible says this the bible says he goes and he says what's gonna happen for the man that takes goliath down they tell him what the man's gonna get david is like sign me up Saul tries to put his armor on David. Saul was a tall man, the Bible says. David was not as tall. He puts, Saul tries to put his armor on David. like, this is not going to work for me. I know it works for you, Saul, but watch me. But you couldn't even take Goliath down. Which means you got to be careful listening to people trying to give advice who have no fruit. I wish you would stop talking to these people. Well, so-and-so said this. What has she ever done? What has she ever built? What has she ever accomplished? Stop talking to no-fruit-having people about how to get you some fruit. So David, so David goes. And as David goes, somebody said David goes. As David goes, watch me. The Bible says that that Goliath comes out. Goliath comes out. Goliath has been a man of war from his youth. David is a youth. For some of you, you feel unprepared. You feel, watch me, you feel uh, uh, unskilled. Look at me. You feel like you do not have what it takes. Look at me. Your previous was to prepare you for your sequel. You may not have experience, but you are prepared. Uh Uh-uh, I need to talk to somebody right now because you're trying to talk yourself out of stuff. I rebuke you talking yourself up out of it. You have been prepared. You've been spending years. Let me talk. You've spent 15 years in a city getting ready for your next. You elbow somebody next to you and say, you are prepared. So David, so David, so David goes down. And so Goliath's got all this armor on. Goliath's got a huge sword. Give me my He-Man sword. Goliath's got this, this huge sword. And I got a He-Man sword. I promise you. I promise you. Y'all remember He-Man? Come on now. For all of you who do not know, that's your homework from church tonight. It's the to Google He-Man. Y'all need to know your Bibles. Listen. I'm just playing. That's not in the Bible. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. So, so Goliath has got all this armor. Goliath has got this huge sword. And David comes down there with five rocks. Five rocks. Five rocks. Oh, 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 I forgot about that one. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I forgot I had that one. <laughs> I got a whole artillery. Listen, start some if you want to. Look. That's huge. Hold on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come, look, look, come on, come on. Look, that's a huge sword. That's Goliath right there. Come on. That's huge. This is what Goliath had. David. you keep thinking you can't win because you don't have what they have look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me it's a good time to be the underdog oh my god I can stop preaching right here it's a good time to not have what they have why? you need all of that I don't need all that, all I need is one shot and one rock and when I release it out of my hand God's going to make sure that it hits you in the head exactly I need you to fist bump two or three people and say it's a good time to be you it's a good time to be the one they say ain't going to win. It's a good time to be the only black woman doing it. It's a good time to be the only woman doing it. It's a good time to be the only man doing it. It's a good time to be the underdog. Oh. You ready? I said, are you ready? Oh, that's me. Look, at me. Look at me. Look at me. So David so Goliath's doing all that, taunting them. He's afflicting them. He's harassing them. David shows up now here's my question who's scared you need all that and watch me they had all this on their side I'm about to get in some of y'all's business because some of y'all got doubts so now I'm going to get prophetic and get in your business they got all of this on their side you walked in there by yourself and they thought they were going to intimidate you because you were by yourself but what they didn't know is when you walked in there What did I have? Goodness and mercy were following me all the days of my life. And if God be for me, I need you to look at somebody and say, Who would dare be against you? I need you to look at somebody and say, Who would dare be against you? I need you to look at somebody and say, Who would dare be against me? You needed all of that. I don't need all of that. And the Egyptians, they were in dread. They were in dread of the children of Israel. What does the Bible say? They multiplied and grew. Say your name. You're multiplying and growing. Can I tell you what that means? That means acceleration. What is acceleration? To increase the speed. What does that mean? I'm going to my next degree of glory, but I'm going to get there faster. Um, you ever have while you're navigating and on your navigation, she'll pop up and she's so annoying sometimes. Because she's all in your conversation. You're trying to have a conversation. Turn right. Uh, but then I had to stop getting mad. Like I have a full, like I like fully talked to her. I had to stop getting mad because then sometimes she don't say nothing. Then I miss the turn. So I said, if I have to pick one or the other, talk. So sometimes she'll pop up and she'll say, cut three minutes off of your trip if you go this way. And here's the deal. I don't know that way. I'm not familiar with that way but that way is gonna get me to where I'm going faster. Can I help some of y'all? God has allowed some affliction in your life to get you to where he's trying to take you faster. Why? Because some of y'all move too slow. You take too long to make decisions. You sit up and you pontificate and you vacillate back and forth. But God says in 2022, I need to get you to where I'm taking you faster. This thing take to December let me prophesy to about a hundred of y'all on campus and online it's got to be done before the end of April I'll talk to myself right there, this ain't gonna be a December miracle, this is gonna be about an end of April miracle if you think I might be talking to you, put a praise behind that right there and it's getting ready to happen look at me look at me, look at me When God wants you to get to your next level of glory faster, he allows affliction. What does it mean to afflict? It's a problem that causes pain or suffering. It's not the problem itself. It's that the problem hurts. You ever had some stuff you didn't care about? That's not affliction. Affliction means this is is hurting. This, This actually rubbed me the wrong way. It causes pain or suffering. What is suffering? Suffering is prolonged pain, which means some of you, you've been dealing with things for a long time. So long you've learned how to deal with it. What if I told you, watch me, that what you've learned how to deal with, this is just for a few of y'all. Please let me prophesy. By the end of this calendar month, April 2022, there's some things you've suffered through that by April 30th, 2022, that will no longer be what you suffer with. Then it means to strike. It means to strike, to take a hit. Anybody ever felt like your finances took a hit? Felt like your marriage took a hit? Felt like your self-esteem took a hit? Felt like your finances took a hit? Felt like what you were building took a hit? Can I tell you, that's called affliction. Affliction then it means trouble 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 it, it, that's affliction then it means to harass that's what goliath was doing to the hebrews he was harassing them in other words oh, i can't say it like that in other words he would not get off your back it would not stop every time you turned around it was right there every time you thought it was peaceful all of a sudden they come with some more crazy talk can i talk to a few of y'all you thought watch me you let a season of peace make you think that harassment was over look at me, look at me, then to knock about that means you get knocked back and forth you rock, you shake, you shake you up you're like a bobblehead, you just kinda anybody ever felt like you've had areas of your life where you're just out of it you just get knocked about And whatever happens, you're like, well whatever, it's Tuesday watch me, I came to get your expectation back, I came to get your fight back today, 11:15. cause the enemy that knocked you about up to this point has knocked you about for the last time there's about 50 of us. Starting today, you're about to put your foot down. This ain't happening no more. This ain't happening no more. I need to know where those of you that believe that in this building or online, I just need you to prophesy with your foot. You're about to put your... No, your family's not going to have the same drama. You're about to put your... I'm not about to have these issues in my finances. You're about to put your... You're not going to have these issues in your business. Look at the last two. The last two, to humiliate, to humiliate, to humiliate, to humiliate, which means, watch me, here's affliction, is that, watch me, when you feel humiliated, what does that really reveal? There was something that you were proud about that now you can't be proud about it. So to be humiliated, it, it means that you took something I celebrated, and now it's something that I feel totally denigrated in see have you ever had an area where watch me you were posting a lot about it on social media y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me and then watch me and then later on after you had some affliction what was once celebrated now you feel humiliated what if i told you that affliction was designed to kill your pride Mm. why because you never can let something going wrong make you feel humiliated Instead, you got to look at something that goes wrong and say, you know what? That didn't work the way I wanted it to work. It didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. But guess what? I learned something from up out of that. I want to talk to some of y'all. Don't you ever let the enemy make you feel ashamed of your journey or ashamed of what you go through. Sometimes things are not going to work the way you want them to work, go the way you want them to go. And I need you not to let him punk you. I need you to be able to look back at the enemy and say, I'm not going to feel humiliated about that. I'm, I'm not going to be ashamed about that. That's part of my testimony. I need you to elbow two or three people around you and say, you've got a testimony. you got a testimony. If you're around somebody not elbowing, elbow over them and elbow somebody else and say, you got a testimony. And guess what? Don't be ashamed about it either. And if people try to say, well, you shouldn't say nothing about that. No, you, you can keep your mouth closed, but because I'm covered under the blood, I ain't ashamed of nothing. I did that 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 I did that that But I'm covered by the blood. Then it means to weaken. It means to weaken. In other words, affliction means you felt strong. And now you feel weak. Let me talk to those of you who never get checked on. Let me let me talk to those of you. who who nobody ever makes sure you good. Let me talk to those of you where you always the strong one. Y'all not gonna say that to me. Let me talk to those of you where watch me, where where, where, you literally, you literally have to make sure that you make all these things happen for people. And what, can I, what ticks you off, give me a fifth Sunday. It's five Sundays in May. What ticks you off is that you go out of your way for them, and they won't halfway cross the street. Look at me. Look at me. Part of affliction means you feel weakened. See, sometimes you can be so strong for everybody, for everything, for all the time, that when you're weak, nobody even notices. Can I help you? Good. Why? It learned, It showed you how to encourage yourself. I'm glad they didn't call you to check on you. You know what? You checked on your. S- you walked into the bathroom and you looked at yourself and said, get yourself together. I'm glad nobody supported you. Why? You have to learn how to support your. Say that's affliction. So let me show you this. Watch me. Look at me. Uh, Exodus one eleven. The Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave uh, drivers over them. Now this is deep. Because when they went into Egypt, they were not slaves. Which means their affliction begins because the Bible says that there's a new Pharaoh that rises up that does not know the God of Joseph. What literally happens in Exodus is there's a coup d'etat. There's an overthrow of the government. And a new king is put in place. And this king does not know Joseph. He does not know you don't mess with us. See, here's what's tripping some of y'all out. Some of your affliction, it hasn't always been like that. You were used to being the one on top. You're not accustomed to being the, y'all go talk. You were used to being the one that always had victory. You weren't accustomed to taking L's. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down. Open your mouth and say, "But I didn't. With crushing labor. be. In other words, you work real hard, but you don't have anything to show for it. I want to talk to a few of y'all where you didn't lost some sleep and it don't seem like you have anything to show for the sleep you lost. You did all of that for them and now they're gone. <laughs> look at me. But they forced them, look at me. Look at me, because I going to talk, because there's some of us, whatever things you had to do, because you couldn't do what you wanted to do. Ba, ba, I want to talk to those of you, wave at me, if you've ever had to do some stuff you didn't, you, you had to do, because you couldn't do what you wanted to do. You ready? Look at me. The they forced them to build cities, shut up, I don't mean literally shut up. It just means it's good to me. In other words, during your affliction, there were things you had to do because you couldn't do what you wanted to do, but it was designed to teach you what you needed to do when you got your own. I want to speak to some of y'all why. You're about to go from the employee to the employer. Hey. I want to talk to some of y'all. You're gonna have your job and another side business that's producing you more than your job. You're gonna go to the job simply because you wanna keep the benefits. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Look at me. Look at me. They force them to build. Mm can you imagine how they felt building somebody else's city setting somebody else's apartment up setting somebody else's house up look at me look at me you've not wasted anything you've ever done why you were learning how to do it why because when they get released from egyptian bondage they're about to go get their own and when they get their own they need to know how to build cities so god had you in affliction so you learn how to do it for somebody else so that when you get released from your affliction you'll know how to do it for yourself. I'm so glad you had to do it. I'm so glad they made you do it. I'm so glad you were forced to do it. So when you get your, when you get into your sequel, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. When you get into your sequel, when you get into your sequel, there's nothing, nothing's going to be there. When you get into your sequel, you're gonna to need to learn how to take, oh no, we ain't scared. We know how to make bricks with no straw. When you get into your sequel, while other people are like, I don't know how to start them from scratch. Oh baby, I've already done it from scratch and made it successful where it was not supposed to succeed. So starting from scratch doesn't scare me. Starting back at one doesn't. Sc- they forced them to build the cities of Python and Ramses as supply centers for the king. Pay attention. They didn't just build regular cities. They've been supply centers which means pay attention that affliction accelerates you educationally. Mm. What do you mean, Bishop? Uh, you, they learn how to advance under pressure. Why? Because Pharaoh was not going to be the last enemy that they faced. And if you scared of Pharaoh, how are you going to beat the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Amorites? Those were all of the nations that were in their promised land. There's one Pharaoh. There's many kings There's one Pharaoh. There were many kings in their promised land. Where was their promised land? On the other side of the Jordan. What did they have to go through to get there? They had to go through the Red Sea. Then they had to wander for 40 years. Then they had to cross over the Jordan. When they crossed over the Jordan, God says, all this is yours, but you're going to have to fight kings. Watch me. In your your previous, you dealt with a king. In your sequel, you're going to deal with kings. So I am getting you ready now because Pharaoh's not going to be the last mark you face. Let me help some of y'all. The Judas you just dealt with won't be the last one, but you need to know how to handle them. You need to know how to stop quitting because you're dealing with some crazy people. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You needed to learn how to deal with it now so when it happens in your future, you're not afraid of it. You needed to learn, watch me, how to catch the bus now so you're not afraid of that in the future. Y'all not going to talk. You needed to learn how to have blood do you dirty. Your own flesh and blood do you dirty. So in the future, if they do you dirty, you'd be like, baby, that's just so-and-so. I ain't ain't scared of that. I don't fool with them like that. I love them, but I don't mess with them like that. You needed to learn how to be fired for no reason. Why? Why? So that in the future, you're like, well, to God be the glory. I'm excited about my next. And not get bitter. And not get angry and frustrated. Affliction accelerates you how? Educationally. Here's the second thing. You ready? Affliction accelerates you numerically. Look at Exodus 1 and 5. When they go into Egypt, the children of Israel. So he's the God of Abraham, Isaac. Jacob. Jacob's name was also Israel. So when we say the Israelites, we're saying the sons of Jacob. Descendants of Jacob. You got it? Y'all still with me? All right, now pay attention. Uh, The descendants of Jacob were 70 persons. So Jacob's descendants go into Egypt. Here's what I love about it. And Joseph's bones. Now I could spend some time there. Because there are certain things, watch me, that God won't let you see until you're on the other side. I could spend a lot of time right there, but I'm going to leave that alone. Let's come back. That's too deep. That's Bible college. Come back. You ready? The descendants of Jacob were 70 persons. Say men. men. Women. Men. Chilling. Children. And depending, you know, depending on where you're from in the south, it's not children. It's these chilling. Or children. Now, that depends on what side of the South you're from. Deep South, we use a little bit more R's. Northern South, we use a little bit more L's. Squares say children. No, I'm, just I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Elbow somebody say, have fun in church. Ooh, I don't like the way they do that. Find somebody else that when you say that, they're going to they're gonna be excited about it. Say, have fun in church. Look at me. How many? How many? Seventy. Now, here's what I love about seven. Seven is the biblical number of completion, which means, watch me, even though they were going into a nation of millions, they had everything they needed to complete them. Some of you keep looking at the size of what you're trying to do, thinking that you're insufficient or ineffective or inept to do it. Now, recognizing is 70. Everything you need, you already have. Those who are the descendants of Jacob, how many? 70 persons. Then they go through 430 years. 430 years, what happens? This new Pharaoh comes to power who does not know about Joseph, who does not know that Joseph was once the prime minister. He looks at them and says, let us deal with them shrewdly because they're stronger than we And the Bible says, and the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. So watch numerical increase. This is where you at. Okay. Let me try over here. This is where you at. You may be started at 70. Watch where you at. Look at the verse. It says, that night, this is when the children of Israel leave after 430 years. There were about 600,000 men. Plus the women and children. You got over 2 million. How do you go in at 70 and come out with 2 million? Somebody trying to say, well, Bishop, what does this mean practically? If you look at your life, you have more now than you've ever had. You're more skillful now than you've ever been numerically and this isn't even finance we're gonna to get the to money in a minute you numerically you are better now than you've ever been you're in the best health you've ever been you're in the best emotional state you've ever been and you may not be where you want to be that's okay keep going because you're not where you used to be it increases you numerically 70 to over 2 million because the 600,000 is just the men And these Hebrews had big families. Girl, you know I I I love you. No matter what you do. Stop, I gotta preach. Listen. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Say, I'm increasing numerically. Your properties are increasing. Your businesses are increasing. You say you want to be a millionaire. That means your bank accounts are increasing. You can't have one. You need four, at different institutions, because they're only insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand. But this is not financial advice. Say, I'm increasing numerically. Look at this next one. You ready? It increased them. Excel- affliction accelerates you emotionally. So what, what's the first one? Educationally. What's the second one? Numerically. Just lay your hands on yourself say, I'm increasing numerically. I, and then you're increasing emotionally. So look at this. They go through 10 plagues. What are the 10 plagues for? 10 is the biblical number for divine perfection. So the Lord tells Moses, go to Pharaoh and say, Pharaoh, let my people go. First time he does it, Pharaoh gets ticked off. And Pharaoh says, I'll tell you what. Since y'all want to go, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Since you want to do all this here and you talk all this? Y'all can make bricks with no straw now. Nah. And then they get mad and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe we got to make bricks and no stone. So they get mad at Moses and they get mad at Aaron. They get super angry with them. They get emotional. And for some of you all, watch me. Your affliction was designed to get your emotions in check. Because where you're headed, you can't be an emotional wreck. Where you're headed, you can't pop off like that. Because you're going to pop off to the wrong person and get popped back on. All these little tantrums you have, your future won't tolerate. So they go through 10 plagues, and as they go through 10 plagues um, that they're navigating through, you'll see on the front end, they begin to complain. But later on, as they go through the plagues, their complaints shift into worship. So they go from complaining. Here's how you know they're uh, uh, accelerating emotionally, because they go from complaining about the situation to worshiping God in the situation. How do you know you're getting your emotions together? The stuff that used to make you wanna holler and stuff that used to make you cry. Now you lift your hands and say, "I will bless the Lord at all times," and His praise shall continually be in my my soul. So make its boast in the Lord, and the other shall hear their up and be glad. Now this is interesting because. The Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar, not the Gregorian calendar we use, January through December. Uh, in the biblical calendar, the Hebrew calendar, it has four different starts predicated upon the reason. This is because God was always giving us new beginnings. If you ever feel stuck, God says, I got a new beginning for you. Lay your hands on yourself so say, you are not stuck. I pray you don't have a spirit of stagnation or stuck on you. Look at me. The Bible says... That there are seven major feasts throughout the scripture. Um, These are called appointed times. See, when you pray, you set a meeting with God. When you praise, you set a meeting with God. When you worship, you set a meeting with God. The feasts are when God says, come here, I want to meet with you. Mm, Come on. Say, he's ready to meet with me. And when you have your meeting with the Lord, you can't walk in there emotional. You're about to meet with a king. And when you meet with a king, he don't care nothing about your emotions. He wants to know that you're about to move forward. Mm. Look, Look at me. It's called a holy convocation. These are meetings that God sets. And there are three fall feasts and there are four spring feasts. And when the children of Israel come out at 430 years, this is the genesis of the Passover. This is when the Passover is created, the first of these four spring feasts. And here's what the four spring feasts mean. This is the time we're in right now. Somebody say, we're in this right now. Here's what that means. Sudden, fast forward movement. Sudden means this is unexpected. For some of you, you're about to have to move unexpectedly, but it's going to be good for you. You're about to get a position change unexpectedly, but it's going to be good for you. You're about to have to change your automobile, but it's going to be good for you. I don't know who I need to say. Don't even worry about trying to get it fixed. God says, I'm trying to upgrade you. I don't know who that's for. You ready? Sudden. That means unexpected. Fast. Somebody say, quick. This means, this means not only is it going to be unexpected, but see, watch me. W- when you're emotional, when y- you're afraid of the unexpected. In fact, when you're emotional, the unexpected makes you more emotional. Because here's what you're Oh, my God, it so fast. And instead, you need to look at it and say, wait a minute, I'm in a feast time. Which means I wasn't expecting that, but I expect the unexpected. And I'm not going to get emotional. I'm going to look at that and say, well, how is the Lord going to use this for my good? sudden fast. This means it's going to happen quickly. It's going to happen quickly. Say quickly. See, the children of Israel came out on the night of the Passover. They came out broke. Somebody say they were broke. They came out totally broke. They came out totally broke. They came out out with nothing, or excuse me, they were broke with nothing until the day they came out. And the day they came out, the Bible says that Pharaoh summoned them at nighttime and said, go, you and these people leave, get out of here tonight. And they asked for silver and gold and clothing, and they got everything overnight. If you're emotional, you're not going to ask for anything because you're going to be scared of a no. If you're emotional, you like, I know I'm supposed to do it. But I'm just going through a lot right now. Let me tell some of you all how you, 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 you this affliction is trying to get you to advance emotionally. It's because you say things like this. I just need some time to process it. What are you, a Windows 95 computer? You take too long to process what's too simple. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. I feel real aggressive in the spirit now. Well, ask me. You take too long to process what should have took two minutes. You've been sitting on it for two days, for two weeks. For two months. You are DOS. And only seven people will know what DOS is in the middle. My millennials like, I don't know nothing about that, Bishop. I don't know nothing about that. This is what predated Windows. You are dial-up internet. And don't let somebody interrupt your conversation. Now it disconnected your whole connection. You Watch me. When you're emotional, you say things like that. And you think that the world is supposed to stop for you to process. You're going to have to learn how to process and progress at the same time. So, yes, I'm, I'm processing it, but I'm still moving. Yeah, I'm processing it, but I'm still going. I'm bleeding, but I'm still leading. Look at me. Look at me. They come out overnight, and they can't be emotional about it. They come out so fast, the Bible says that their bread didn't have any time to rise. So you have what's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. If you're emotional, you're going atta- to be so attached to what you have that you'll, uh, that you'll not pay attention to what you could achieve if you change. But it's the way we've always been doing it. Well, guess what? That doesn't have to stay that way. I rebuke your complacency. Come on, come on, lymphate. we're almost done. Say, I say, I cannot, I cannot be complacent. Look at me, look at me. During these feasts, excuse, they have to go through this, and as they keep going through it, they stop complaining, they stop getting emotional because they have to get ready for sudden, fast-forward movement. Look at me, lymphate, you have to be prepared for sudden, fast-forward movement. What does the Bible say about these feasts? leviticus 23 and 5 the lord's passover i taught you what that is that's when the blood passed over them jesus is our final passover lamb which means he has paid the final price for all of your sin his only requirement of you is that you confess it and then that you turn from it that's a good deal watch me and as a christian watch me he's not asking for our perfection he's not asking for us to be sinless he's asking for us to sin less So every time somebody tries to throw it in your face, but you did this and you did that and you did that, say, let me help you grow good because you need some help. I'm covered under the blood. You right. I shouldn't have did that, but I'm not going to be condemned by you. I wish you would be condemned by somebody that's got their own issues. I rebuke every judgmental, negative looking down on people's spirit your booty stank too when it ain't washed listen verse 6 I gotta move on wash it let's go After Passover, come on, y'all be spiritual. After Passover, after Passover, you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They came out so fast the bread couldn't rise. Jesus is our final Passover lamb. But the Feast of Unleavened Bread, what does this mean? It means to remove leaven or error. Leaven in the Bible represents sin or error. That means during the feast time, somebody say, we're in that time. We're We're supposed to self-reflect and self-correct. You feel right in things until sometimes you reflect on it and you say, I was wrong. You, you'll do a whole lot nah I needed to do this and I needed to do that until you self reflect and self correct during the feast we're supposed to self reflect and self correct pay attention to verse 8 you shall present an offering by fire so during the feast what do we do We sacrificially sow during the feast. And I've taught you that that amount's gonna be different for everybody. We do it in the fall, we do it in the spring, because the Bible says that we do it. How do you know that it's the right seed? Because when you think about it, it almost hurts. Matter of fact, it don't almost hurt, it does hurt because a sacrifice required means that something that I want now has to die for what I want most i'll say it again a sacrifice means what i want now has to die for what i want most and can i tell you if you hold on to what you have that's it that's all it's ever gonna be but if you'll release it watch me it's gonna produce what you want most then the Feast of Firstfruits, that's the Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is our first fruit. Whatever he is, we are. That's the principle of firstfruits. So since, watch me, anything he did, we can do. That's why Jesus says, greater works than these, you will do. Why? Because anything he is, we are in the Feast of Pentecost. This is when the Holy Spirit filled the church. These are the four spring feasts. Pay attention. They had to get prepared emotionally because it was going to be sudden, fast-forward movement, and they were going to have to self-reflect and self-correct. And look at me. When you're emotional, you're not going to do that. When you're emotional, you're a blamer. When you're emotional, it's everybody else's fault but yours. But I think there's a few mature people like this, 1115, on campus and online. that can say, watch me. During this springtime, I'm about to look at me. I'm going to be like Michael Jackson. I'm about to look at the man or the woman in the mirror and tell them to change their ways. Affliction, you ready for this last two? Accelerates you financially. All right, let's try over here. It accelerates you financially. Look at the scripture. It says this. It says, and the people of Israel did as bishop had instructed. Moses was the overseer. That's a bishop. And the people of Israel did as Moses had instructed. Well, what did Moses tell them to do? Go ask these Egyptians who think they're better than you who look down on you, who you don't want to ask for nothing because the truth is, while they can't stand you, you can't stand them either. But some of y'all, watch me. If you're emotional, your pride will keep you from asking. If you're emotional, your pride will stop you from asking. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. What did they ask the Egyptians for? Clothing. Say New World wrote. Articles of silver and gold. Say silver and gold. Let me see if I can help you understand this. Um, The children of Israel for 430 years are slaves. Everything that they have, they are given. They are told what to do by the Egyptians. During the spring feast, somebody say we're in that time now. What they asked for, they got. And I need some of y'all to make it bigger than finances. I need you to ask for some stuff that you have forgotten that you even desired. But the Bible says everything that they asked for, they got from the Lord. I'm going to give you 20 seconds to put some petitions in the atmosphere right there. Go. Go. Ask. for, Ask. 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 Come on. On campus and online. Ask. Ask for it. 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 Whatever it is. Come on, 15, Ask for it ask for it. If you want your family saved, ask for it. If you want your business to prosper, ask for it. If you want to see your spouse get it together, ask for it. If you want to see your children saved, ask for it. Somebody say, he's going to give me what I asked for. I need to hear you 15 say, he's going to give me what I asked for. Look at verse 36. The Lord caused the people that did not even like them to look upon them favorably look at me, there's people who do not like you look at me, they're about to favor you this is why God didn't get rid of them yet because he's about to show you he's God, he's about to make who did not like you look at you and say, you know what, last night I had a dream I'm supposed to write you a check last night I had a dream I'm supposed to buy furniture for your new place y'all not saying nothing to me last night <laughs> look at me the Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites and gave the Israelites please read this next part with me whatever they asked for look at me if you don't have it after this spring feast it's cause you didn't ask for it I don't know about you but i wish i would not ask for it some of y'all didn't take your last 20 seconds i'm out of preaching time but i'm about to give you 10 more seconds to ask for what you want right there go come on come on come on ask for it ask for it this ain't a gd in the bottle. this was a god on the throne This isn't an, a naming and claimant. This is, he said, I could ask for it and receive it. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at this verse. So the Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, come here. Come here. Come, I need you to see this. Look favorably. Now, now here's here's okay. Look, look that way. Turn, look that way. Now, now here's what's about to happen. You ready? So there's people who are not even looking at you, looking in your direction, don't wanna favor you, can't stand you, don't like you, wanna see you fail. Watch what happens during the feast. He makes them. If you don't, don't, I know you don't wanna look my way, but you gotta look my way. I know you don't wanna give me what I want, but you got Somebody shout favor! Thank you. And the, Is- and the Lord gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. For years, if you go up in church, you heard this. And the wealth of the wicked. Finish it. Laid up for the just. And them same people keep talking about it and ain't seen it. You about to see it. Oh, I think we need to jaywalk j- over to 1 Samuel three nineteen. And the Lord was with the man of God. And let none of his words fall to the ground. Let's go back to where we were. And whatever they asked for, they received. And the Lord made them look favorably on the Egyptians. Watch me. So that they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. Open your mouth. Say, transfers. Coming to me. Come on, y'all. We got to go. But I need you to put this in the atmosphere. Say grants. Scholarships. Coming to me. You better put this in the atmosphere. You better put this in the atmosphere. You better put this in the atmosphere. Unexpected. Transfers. Coming to me. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. We got to go. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Affliction accelerates you spiritually. None of the rest of those educationally, emotionally, financially, none of that matters if spiritually you missed it. What profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Translation, why get a whole lot of stuff and die and go straight to hell? I just get you the, just get to the point version. Say, I'm growing spiritually. Look at me, look at me, look at the Bible. Exodus 12, 31. This is the night that Pharaoh sent them out. And at some point, their request turned from just let us go. To let us go and worship. For some of you, watch me, you're going to have to learn how to worship in the wilderness. This is why when times of worship happen in church, this is why I have you lift your hands and do all of that. Some of y'all, I was talking to one preacher, and he was like, Bishop, he said, you be giving them time, too, telling them five, four, three, two, one. He said, I ain't never seen none like of that. I said, that's because my job as a person who reaches not just church people, but a person who reaches all types of people, some people that don't know, is I got to make sure that everybody is given an opportunity to do it. Because some people, you have to be taught to do it. And that's my job as a shepherd. My job is to chop the word up and make sure you understand it. And why do I give you time to do that during church? Because sometimes God says, listen, you're going to have to worship me in the wilderness. You're not gonna worship me from the promise yet. You're gonna have to worship me not in the promise yet. You're gonna have to shout in your tent while you on your way to your temple. S- some- somebody say, "My present isn't permanent." I'm about to shout. And say, My present is not permanent. Bible says, we're done. Bible says in Exodus, it says, Pharaoh sent for Moses. Now, can I, 11:15. I'm over time. But, but can I just, can I, see, good, good, um, good, now I can cook, but I know people who can cook. And I know if it's good or not. I ain't going to make you nothing, but I'm going to tell you whether or not what you made is good. See, good cabbage and good greens, you got to throw meat off in there. And you got to let that meat saturate and let that grease saturate. I don't want no, don't want no cabbage that's just clear. It, that, that water should have some meat juices off in it. I'm just telling you right now. You ready? So let me just throw a piece of meat in here. Now, for those of you who you don't mess with the swine, that's fine. We'll put a turkey leg in there. For those of y'all that say, listen, Bishop, we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Therefore, I shall have swine. We're going to put you a good ham hock in there. Now, what is a ham hock? I don't. It's a hock from the ham. I don't know. I don't want to know. Please don't tell me. Don't mess it up for me. Don't mess it up for me. Don't tell me what it is. Don't tell me what it is. Don't Don't tell me what it is. Don't, I'm serious, y'all. Don't come to me in the meet and greet line trying to tell me what it is. Basically, just so you know, I do not want to know. <laughs> Pharaoh sent for Moses ten times. Ten times Moses kept going to Pharaoh, and he kept getting no. But during the spring feast. All of a sudden, what kept giving you no sins for you. Put your first and last name in the atmosphere. Your name's about to be brought up. You're about to be sent for. You're about to be all expenses paid. You're about to be sent for. You're about to be sent for. For those of you that believe God's got the power to bring your name up, open your mouth and praise God right now. Your boss is about to call you in the office for a promotion. Your department is about to call you in for increase. Fist bump three people and say you're about to be sent for. If you ain't got nobody around you that a fist bump you, go over them. Find somebody else. Come on YouTube. Come on Facebook. Come on the app. Come on the website. I'm done. But I just got to throw this turkey leg in there for you. I got to throw this ham hock in there for you. Your name's about to be brought up. You went from overlooked. You're about to be overbooked. Wasn't nobody calling you the first three months. Everybody's about to call you. Back then, they didn't want you. But now you hot and they all up. (laughs) <laughs> come, on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. Look. We got to go. I'm way over time. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron. When he sent for him During the night.
1: <laughs>
2: at the very last minute. At the very last minute. The Bible says it was to the day 430 years on that day imagine had Moses said screw this cause it's dark ain't nothing finna happen there's no way God's gonna turn this around if God was gonna do it he should've done it during business hours let me rebuke you he's not on your s- let me say it in love open your mouth and say he's not on my schedule see do you want a God or a genie cause a genie you tell what to do a God tells you what to do Y'all ready? Yes, sir. I said, Are y'all ready? Yes, sir. Look at me, look at me. He calls him in during the nighttime. And You know what he says? You've been asking for the same thing. See, I'm glad you didn't change your prayer to match your pressure. I'm. What you looking for, Bishop? Something to throw. I'm so glad you didn't change your prayer to match your pressure because after 10 no's during the spring feast after 10 no's they finally got a go they finally got a yes I'm glad you didn't water your prayer down I'm glad you didn't change what you were asking for because you didn't see it look at me Imagine that they said, let half of us go. I'm glad you didn't negotiate with terrorists. I'm glad you didn't settle because you didn't find what you were looking for. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have a whole private praise break right over there in that tomb. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Get out, he ordered. Leave my people and take the rest of the Israelites with you. Translation, get your stuff, get your stuff and get out. Look at the last part. Go and worship the Lord as you requested. What does this mean? That all of this affliction made them spiritual I'm over time but this word is on time for your situations and your life on campus and online we're about to go but I need you to take 30 seconds and lift your hands and have you a moment with your God worship have you a moment with your God have you a moment with your God have you a moment with your God come on talk come on TikTok. Have you a moment with your God. What does it mean to worship, Bishop? It means to tell him how awesome he is, how great he is, how strong he is, how powerful he is, how mighty he is, how undefeated he is, how incredible he is. Have you a moment with your God. Have you a moment with your God. Your affliction made you spiritual. That's why you pray like you do affliction. That's why you shout like you do affliction. That's why you worship like you do affliction. That's why you give like you do affliction. That's why you serve like you serve affliction. Hallelujah. 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 In this building, and no line. You need to become a Christian for the first time. Secondly, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord. A third of like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure up i sure today. Guess what? Number love for you. All of what I just preached doesn't apply to you if you're not a Christian. But it can apply to you just like that. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Your heart means your mind in the Bible. You are saved. Some of you need to become Christian for the first time. Some of you need to recommit yourself to the Lord. Some of you need to be sure, wherever you're at, on campus or online, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up if you're in the building. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand with the emoji or say, it's me. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or be sure on three, put that hand up. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, three, hands are already up. Hands are already up. Put that hand up so we can see it. Hallelujah. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. Do it. I got digital ambassadors watching right now to record your decision and to love on you. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace, Father, to run this race. I am yours, you are mine. Affliction, sure enough, accelerated me. Educationally, numerically, financially, and spiritually, I'm glad. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your phone out. Scan that QR code if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're
1: now sure. Give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
0: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.